If y'all would turn to Galatians, I know we, we so we'd be in Matthew six for the prayer, uh, Lord's prayer, model prayer. But turn to Galatians chapter four because we're just going to have one little small dab of the Lord's prayer, and we're going the model prayer. We're going to filter off of it, a branch off of it, to a bunch of other verses. But uh, you just go on and turn to Galatians chapter four. If you want to, you put your finger in there and. and, and in Galatians 4, and then jump over to Romans 8 and have both of those. We're going to be in both spots. All right. Got a question before we start here. What does it bring to the table when you know or, or, or are related to the boss? What does, what does it mean or what does it bring to the table when you know, personally know, Intimately, no, not not weird. But I mean, know them well enough that you that you that you don't have to go through a secretary, or you're related to the boss. What does that bring to the table? Make assumptions, whatever. Access, Access. trust, trust, whatever. Expectations. Expectations. You know, I used to get aggravated. It's because of Brown versus Board of Education desegregation, but legally, within the school system, it don't matter if it's Carver County, most shows or whatever. I, I know out here in most shows, they've got this elementary school right over here, and then over where West is at, Founders, Highland Park. And, and if I lived, say, if I lived over by Highland Park, where would that zone for for that one two school? And I worked at, at uh, Webster here, legally, I said legally, and there may be some exceptions in the board policy. So don't just go get your panties all in a one. But legally, by board, Brown versus Board of Education, your kid can't go out here with you. It's got to go to Webster. I mean, to Highland Park. Legally. Per Supreme Court 1954, Brown versus Board of Education. And it used to ag- it used to aggravate me because we had people who taught it, say, at Leighton Elementary School where I was, where I was worked and then they lived say out around Hatton or had kids had to go to Hatton they couldn't come to school with them I thought that ought to be one of the perks so I jotted down what does it bring to the table when you know or 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 you're you are related to the boss I draw down some perks access a closer relationship those things so let's keep that in mind as we go through the through the lesson okay all right let me ask you another one here because I think this, this is the question. This is the thought process. These are the things that we're going to focus on today in this lesson. This, I think this one comes. This, this is why I jotted this one down. Describe your relationship with your earthly father when you were a child, ages, say, birth through 18. Well, what was your relationship with your dad? If your dad had passed away, that that that, that relationship to me would be it was non-existent. I just want to think about that now. Think about that. I'm just going to give you some examples. When I was a kid, man, I was scared of my dad, as opposed to when I got older. My dad was rough. He was, he, he, he was, his expectations were high. John David bought a truck. He finally sold that one. He sold that truck and he called me. And I, so uh, he went down there to, he lives in Coleman. You need to go down there to the Ford dealership in Coleman because, you know, it's good for business. Because you live in Coleman, you own a business. So he goes and he called me. And said, I, so he didn't call all day at about one o'clock, two o'clock. I knew he was down there wailing and doing. We had talked about one or two I'd seen online. I don't even know what the Ecken Rod is that, is that something like that down there. And uh, he's, I said, I, 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 we had talked about one or two they had online. I, I like them. Long story short, he called me and said, You get your truck. He said, Yeah. He said, You're going to be mad at me. I said, Why? I bought a shovel. Go, man. I'm going change your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's you know, you. and y'all, if you drive forward to I mean, Chevrolet, that's fine. I drive forward. Allison gets so mad. We keep buying. I said, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, we drive forward to my house. That's what we do, man. Because my daddy worked at Ford. Okay? It fed me. That's why I drive forward. It fed me. Uh, but, you know, I was giving him a hard time aggravating him. We got down. We met him in Moulton, gave him some paper stuff, this, that, and other. He said, y'all want to ride down there? Because Raven was down there with the grandkid at a birthday party. And uh, I, he said, y'all want to ride? I said, mother, your mother can ride. I can ride. <laughs> 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 I got it. It's very nice read. It's very nice read. But, uh, you know, we, we laugh about that. And I'm not even going to say this. Uh, I'm just not. But, you know, he, 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 he respects my decision. I mean, my, my, my choice. What I like. And he knew my daddy got mad at me when I bought an automatic. <laughs> I said, Dad, I said, my word, man. Stretch. He goes, Well, you just you better mileage. I like like what quarter quarter mile guy. <laughs> we're talking about that's man, we're talking about 35 years ago, 40 years ago. What was gas then? Dollar and a quarter, you know? We saving what three cents a tank? You know, you might save three dollars at the same time. But anyway, but we were, you know, we I, I drive forward because my daddy drove. He worked at Ford. You know, you see what I'm saying? That I was scared of him. I, I, I these are some of the things I, just, I I thought about. I would ask my mother before I asked my dad. Y'all like that? Why is that? So what you're saying is your daddy's not on your side. No. Think about now. We're talking about this relationship, but we're comparing it to this relationship. That's why we're going down this path. So if you've got that relationship with your father here on earth, a little intimidated, a little afraid to ask things, afraid of disappointment. Yeah, turn that over. <laughs> well, it is the final decision. What it's supposed to be. But, you know, how, how, did, how did that earthly relationship with your dad affect your father relationship? Are you kind of scared to ask God Almighty? Are you kind of scared to talk to him? You see what I'm getting at? The same, same kind of if-then relationship. If he valued Ford, then you paid a you paid a better. So, idea. so if what you you're saying is our earthly relationship is based on conditions. Uh, yeah. Any if then any any if then statement is conditional. Correct. So if you if you if your relationship with your earthly father is conditional, how does that affect your relationship with the Lord God Almighty? You feel like he's conditional with you, correct? See where, see where we're going here? So today, the relationship of prayer. That's the title of the lesson. Let me see where I'm at here. What motivates you to do what you what you did as a kid? I jotted down fear and love. Didn't want to disappoint. I would ask my mom. I just I covered all that. Now describe at least to yourself. Don't, don't say this. I want you to think about how that relationship. We've been talking about how that earthly relationship with your father. Or if your dad passed away, an authority figure that you that you kind of accepted as a, a father figure, you know, that was the beauty of what the job I had late down there school. Because I got to be a lot of kids' daddy that didn't have a daddy. I told y'all last week, we pulled myself and died a couple, three weeks ago. I might have been the only daddy he ever needed. You know, that's a big responsibility. So just how does that relationship, and don't ask, describe in your mind, think about your relationship with God. Is there freedom there? Is, is there shame there? Shame to go to see, talk to your dad about some of the stuff he did, you don't want to get, you know, you know what I'm saying? Think about that. Now let me read this. 
David Jeremiah, I got about a couple, three sentences here. He says, I have observed, Jeremiah says, David Jeremiah says, I have observed in counseling through the years that at times, people who struggle in their relationship with their earthly father also struggle to have a relationship with their heavenly father. A person grows up with a father who is abusive will have a very difficult time making the transition into a loving relationship with his heavenly father. You know, I don't know if I ever heard my dad tell me I love he loved me until it, until I was older. You know, my dad was born in 43. That's just not what they did back then, does. But you're like me. I didn't hear either. I knew it. I knew it. I never doubted my, you know, and I like we talked about last week. I'd rather hear, I'd rather see a sermon than hear it. But it is nice. You know, those five love languages, one of them is words. You know, uh, and, and, and we we need we need to tell people we love them. You know, not that's just a little sidebar. But you can kind of see what Jeremiah's talking about here. He says, a person who grows up with a detached or an absentee father. It's likely to have a feeling that God is in heaven and is detached and uninterested in, in us. You see what he's saying? You see the point that David Jeremiah, see how the path we're going to go down in this lesson here? <clears throat> and go back to my initial question. You know, we feel like, you know, just some perks, being akin to the boss, being related to the boss, being knowing, personally knowing the one in charge. The only part of Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, that we're going to focus on today is our Father in heaven. That's why I didn't tell you to turn it. Our Father in heaven. So take some time to contemplate what verse 9 tells us. Our Father in heaven. What all does that, those four or five words, when you read that or you hear that, what all comes to mind? Our Father in heaven. There's four words. What comes to mind when we when our word is everybody, all of us? Okay, and we know where he is. Okay, what else? <laughs> Do you think about how your father treated your earthly father treated you when you read that? Are you more appreciative if you if, you, if your earthly father was tough and or distant or not there? Does it make you more appreciative? <laughs> Of God always being there, in the place of I, I, you talking about. We know where He's at in heaven. It's a place of authority. You know, do you contemplate all God's done? You know, it's capable of doing. Think of those things. Our Father in heaven. All right. So there's two big Roman numerals to this outline. Two big Roman. First Roman numeral is instruction of, of the fatherhood of God. Second big Roman numeral, which and then we'll break it down under each, is implications of the fatherhood of God. Instructions of the fatherhood of God. Truth, two truths revealed about God in, in, the, in this part. The person of the father. How did the people in the Old Testament treat God? What was their opinion of God in the Old Testament? Now compare that to the opinion of the New Testament and later. Go back to the Old Testament. How, how did they how did they treat God compared to it wasn't a, he wasn't treated as personal. Okay. Uh, how? How we know that's the case. He lived, he didn't live, they didn't know that he lived in them, I guess. Uh, he lived in around the Ark of the Covenant or he lived in synagogue or temple. Temple. Those guys, of course, that totally changed. So, okay, don't go, don't go no further. Let's go stay in the Old Testament. Is what I'm saying. So, if if he lives somewhere else, he's distant. So, what else? How else today? We'll come back to the, what you finishing up there. Stay on law and separation. Separation. Steve mentioned it right there. He lives in us now through the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about it in a second. Here, what he's talking about. Uh, they didn't have that back in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit was in existence, but he didn't live within us, the followers of God at that time. They just didn't have an access to God. It, because of Jesus. 
Well, that changed when they tore the, yeah. the, the, the veil. In the Old Testament, did they offer sacrifices to God? They offered sacrifices, and Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. We don't have to do that anymore. We uh, felt like we kind of had to, had to pay him. Well, I paid homage to him in, in the form of a physical sacrifice, or an earthly sacrifice. Okay, I see what you're depending on the person they were giving their sacrifice to to bring that to God. They hey, now, now we, God. yeah, y'all see what he's talking about? Yeah. Kind of. Somebody said, okay, you know, I, I, one of my best friends in college, his teammate of mine, he, he was my first baseman when I was on, on the mound. His name's John Jatina, good guy, great guy. He and I, back in the day, I don't want didn't drink. And uh, he used to say something. I said, hey, you, can pay, you can pray to the Pope all you want. I'd be smart. You know? so I'm praying to the Lord Jesus. I, you know. And I was trying to be a jerk. But, you know, we have access. Like Tommy was talking about, we don't have to go somebody else. You don't have to come up here and talk to Brett or, or you don't have to go over there. And I saw Eddie Garner down there at that Friday at that little golf tournament. You don't have to go to him. I don't even know who the president of Southern Baptist. You don't have to go to that dude. You got a straight shot. Don't have to pray and marry you. you don't have to. You don't have to do hell marys. You know we have access. All right. I jotted this down out of the book here. Old Testament was Yahweh. Word for God, they were not allowed to say. Did y'all know that? If you if you notice, if you ever read the Old Testament, and you're reading it out of a out of the Bible, or I guess the same way online, if you if you got a digital Bible. If the word Lord, L-O-R-D, or all four letters are capitalized, that was the Old Testament word Yahweh. They were not even allowed to say that. And I didn't know this, but Jeremiah points out, if they wrote that Yahweh, because they were transcribing the Bible or whatever, they had to throw that ink pen away and get another. They, they couldn't even use the ink pen again after they wrote the word God. All right, let me read what else I jotted. Uh, had a great sense of fear or reverence for God. Now let's go to the go to go go to the New Testament and, and from then to now. What was you saying a while ago, Steve? I told you we'd come back, and I forgot. I, you said somebody had reverence, and then, but in the New Testament, you remember what you was going to say because I, I slapped out there. I don't even remember what I had reverence. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not a problem for me, dude. I can promise. Well, let me ask you this: Think about the Pharisees and the scribes. Uh, what was it? We it's a more personal relationship now instead of a, a go-between or. It's either that or. More personal today, in the from Jesus to now, or it's a teetotal lack of reverence. In the Old Testament, you read and you hear Israel, 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 Israel. Then you get to the New Testament, you've got a little bit of the Jews, but you got also got us heathen, yeah, Gentiles that are there, so it becomes more personal. Okay. Uh, Today's world, what does today's world think about God? Do you ever type in in a text message and you try to get the word God typed in? You know, I got on this phone and I don't know how to do it, change it. But when you start texting somebody, let's say I was going to text Brian or Jim or yeah, whoever, and just say maybe God bless. You go BL, just go to the second word first. B L E N, and it'll, it'll pop up, and you just hit the next thing. We don't have to finish spelling it out. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You type in G O, good to come up, good go bar. I mean, something. You have to type in the whole three letters for God to come up. Y'all ever notice that in text message? On that automatic stuff? Even on the computer. Type it. We can't, we can't get, I mean, seriously, you know, so, so compare the reverence where they would throw away the pen. They wouldn't even say the word Yahweh to today. Today is GD or Jesus Christ. I can't believe it. 
Some folks just say, geez, now, man, it wigs me out. I have been so convicted from that conversation a couple of weeks ago. And I think Brand has because he said freaking the other day. <laughs> oh, God, he said that. You know, so I, I, you know, and it's not, I'm not making fun of him because I'm, I'm thousands of times. Well, it's just a little doubt. Like deeply do, you know. I remember the first time I heard SOB on TV was from MASH, the greatest show ever. Hawkeye called somebody on SOB, and I thought, does he know my mom and daddy sitting in here watching MASH with me? This is in the mid 70s, man, late 70s. I'm 13, 14 years old. You know, you just, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and it grows. I jotted my question down and we kind of answered. Are these traits or characteristics extended into today's world? I don't think so. I don't think there's a whole lot of reverence for God nowadays. You know, it went away with the blue law. Remember that? I remember as a kid, you could, if you didn't get it on Saturday, you wouldn't get it to Monday. I'm as guilty as anybody. I go out to eat. Man, I said, don't plan. We're going to ranch open. She said, she's buying if y'all want to know. Uh, but you know, we we fixed it at home and ate when we got back. You know, now I can go do anything I want to do on Saturday Sunday. Pardon? Walmart factors that up on Sunday's level with arrest here. Well, they don't today. They might arrest them if they don't open up. You know. Let me read what David Jeremiah says here. Fear and reverence of God is a very appropriate perspective to hold. And we would do well to learn some of that in our casual, in our day of casual relationships. I jotted this down. I love how David Jeremiah brings out the fact that in the bowl, in the in, in the old in the old testament, very little sense of intimacy. Steve mentioned this a while ago, our close personal relationship with God. The Old Testament was more of a distance. So we're going to get into the New Testament. Let me read what Jeremiah says here. Uh, in the Old Testament, the word father is used fewer than 14 times. What about that? 14 times the word father is used in the Old Testament to refer to God on a personal basis. Like, Eulis Jack Israel was my father. Ulysses was his father. Fourteen of those, that's it, in the whole New Testament on that personal basis. It is almost used exclusively of God being the father of Israel and not the spiritual father of individuals, uh, of individual Israelite believers. Isaiah 1 2, for instance, and then Isaiah 64 8, for instance. Here's two verses that kind of accentuates that. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O word, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. See the distance there? But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. And we all work are the work of your hand. There's that more close. You are our father. And then in the sixth, for instance, in the sixth chapter of Matthew, God is referred to as our father 12 times. 14 times in the whole Old Testament. And 12 times in Matthew 6. You see how it's what Jesus did when he came? He made it personal. Now remember, we're talking about our Father in heaven. That's where we're getting all this, leaning all this. He says, Jesus introduces an entirely new way of relating to God as Father. God is no longer just Father to Israel at this point. Going beyond Matthew 6, the word Father occurs, occurs in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, 17 times. And Jesus himself referred to God as Father more than 70 times in the Gospels. 70 times Jesus talks about his Father, that Abba Father. So what made the difference? We know what made the difference. Tommy brought Jesus did. When he... And he hadn't even ripped the veil yet. The veil's still intact for everybody else. But he's he's laying his groundwork. Hey, what do you got access, son? 
You don't have to go around the corner over here and talk to somebody down the road. Jeff's got access. You know, we have access. He's our father. I tell John David, I'd I, I really like to talk to my daddy around. You know, I just, you know, I don't know. Just, just talk to him. I don't have to, I don't have to have that feeling about Jesus or God Almighty. I can talk to him anytime. That's what Jesus did for us. And our God in heaven, our Father in heaven. Uh, look at Galatians. I told you I turned to Galatians. Look at Galatians chapter 4, 7 through, uh, 4 through 7, I'm sorry. How does Paul talk about the, about the difference here? Notice the difference. Now remember, we talked about, we're talking about our God, our Father in heaven. We already discussed the Old Testament. God was in the temple. You know, the priest went in once a year and had to tie a rope to his ankle. Because if he didn't go in and confess up, he messed up. And they dragged him out. He's dragging his hiney out of there. Because he's dead. Notice the difference here in here. Paul talks about in Galatians 4, 4 through 7. Let's read that. I want you to listen to the tone and in, in the in the talk between God and, 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 and his children. He says, verse 4 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law, to redeem, there's that sacrifice what he was talking about, those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, because we've been adopted, because God looked out there and said, I picked Jim Shore. I picked Leo. I picked Jerry. I picked old David. And because, verse 6, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit that we've been talking about for the last 10 weeks, 10, 11 weeks before last week of his son into your hearts crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus, through Christ. <coughs> Let me find my spot because I don't want to miss any. How does, how does Paul say, and talk about the difference here. What are some key words from the Galatians 4, 4 through, through 7 that tell us, man, that, that God's not distance, not a distance from us after Christ died on the cross? We've been adopted. We got, we got picked. We're an heir. And because we got picked, what does heir mean? If you're an heir, what do you get? You get whoever's your father. John David Hogan gets whatever I got. I get whatever my mother's got. We get whatever God's got. Put that in your pipe, smoking man. What does the Bible say God's got? He's got cattle on a thousand feet. So we and me. Our Father in heaven. Now we 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 we, we, do we ever sit and ponder that. What else does he say? We get to call him what? Abba Father. We get to call him Dad. There's two people in this world get to call me Dad. That's John David Hope. Now I also likes to call me Big Daddy, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Don't y'all go out here and say it. Somebody gets slapped here today. Either me or y'all. Wasn't there a movie, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler? I think that's when she started aggravating. We're no longer a slave, but a son. Oh, Gary, we talked about that for 10 weeks, man. What did that bring to the table? My word, man. The Holy Spirit lives in us. What did we talk about it does for us? It guides us. It corrects us. It, 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 it enlightens us. It gives us discernment. 
You know, we can get wisdom and knowledge and guidance and direction because he's our father, our father. I'm going to read John uh, 3.1. We find it here. John 3.1. Behold what manner of Listen to this verse, man. Listen to this. John is in, he's awestruck. I think he's almost standing there with his mouth open. Y'all know that look? That old mouth look? Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Now, every child in here should be just dragging the floor. Oh, what love has been bestowed on us that we get to be called children of God. Our Father, our Father. We got past that yet. Uh, I jotted down. No, here. Describe what God, what goes through your mind when you read that verse. Just think about it. All right. First, under under Roman number one was. Let me get my notes here. Roman number one is. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. We get what he's got. Instruction of the fatherhood of God, and uh, under that, that was Roman number number one. Under that, uh, here's the second one. place. Of the Father, the person of the Father under the fatherhood, the Roman numeral. This is B under Roman numeral. The place of the Father. Steve mentioned it a while ago. He's in heaven. What comes to what goes through your mind when you hear the man upstairs? It's disrespectful, like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's just very disrespectful, and to me. I never thought about that, Tom. But you're right. He's he, but he's not. He's not a man like we like we think of man. So I think we're belittled. It kind of goes back to that fake cuss words. I, I think that falls under that category. What'd you say, Doug? I'm sorry. Yeah, I did that one time, and a guy. What my dad? Another guy looked at me. Said, "Man, I tell you what, my dad whooped me." I said, why is this so disrespectful? And I was like 14 years old. I sat and thought about that for a long time. I'm 57, so what is that? 40-something years ago? It hadn't got past me since. I've, I've never said that again. I don't, I don't refer to my daddy as my old man. He's, he's, he's my father. Our Heavenly Father sees the big picture. He sees He sees start to finish at the same time. All right? Why have we lost as Christians and non-Christians a reverence of the place of God in the world today? Why have we lost that as Christians and non-Christians? Steve mentioned a while ago it's been chipped away just a little dab here, a little dab there. And, and now there's like this... this is standing balanced up here on a, a dial pen. It's on the generic term of God. Now, Jesus, we get you wrong. You mentioned Jesus, your prayers are people up. Oh, yeah. Did you say God? Yeah. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah. Well, that's so irreverent. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. That's where you're going. I like it. Why has it gotten to that point? Well, is it is it is the world gotten so small that there's so many different to, but your God believes this, or, or my God does that. And, and you hear so many different religions now that you didn't used to hear because of the internet and everything else that, well, my God would never do that. You know, I never used to hear that when I was little. God was God. But now there's there's different religions that are that are exposed or that we're exposed to that have different viewpoints of their God compared to our God. And I kind of that, that that kind of falls under what I've jotted down here that I got out of the book. Have we lost the fact that God is all powerful? Well, our God is, but maybe maybe His God's not. And, and well, they, whoever whoever thinks that way, have they they've lost the fact that 
The one true God is all-powerful, that he's all-knowing. And we just flat down lost the respect. When we get desensitized, like when you heard the guy say, yes, I'll be on match, that was that no, major eyes raise up. Well, when you hear it 15 or 20,000 times, it's not such it's a big deal. Yeah. It doesn't contribute to the conversation. Now, they used that line in that show for emphasis because it was really he was a really bad guy, and that's why Trapper John called him an SOB. But nowadays, you can watch a, a, a Coca-Cola commercial, and you like hear one guy call yeah. another guy an SOB. But is it or yeah. Disney movie or anything else. We get desensitized right. to it. It's, I mean, you see the yoga pants grow and your eyes get real big. When you see a hundred of them, man, well, there's just another one with yoga pants on. Eventually, <laughs> same way with cursing. <laughs> 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 what did you say? Oh, yeah. Did you will go down in the infamy, man. Uh, <laughs> infamy or whatever. I just, that, that's, that'd probably be yoga pants or be chisel on the backside of my stone. <laughs> And y'all can go by when I'm dead and go, I remember, I remember that one. Charlie brought that up. This one couldn't get past. I can't. I don't <laughs> seem to be able to all <laughs> It's brought up a lot in here. Well, I think a lot of that the government shoved down our throat. Yeah, yeah, that's that sound stuff, you know, like church and state. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about this? We've lost respect for God. What about, you think it's, What's the relationship? What's the correlation with losing respect for God and losing respect for our earthly father? Or slash police officer, slash authority figure, slash principal, slash coach, slash boss, slash the one that signs our check. You know, I, I went. And I, I, a lot of people got on us. We went to Washington, D.C. several years ago. And we were having houses. So we, I got us lined up to go to Arlington uh, on Monday, Memorial Day. I said, are you like serious? She said, why? I said, you know, the president shows up every Memorial Day. It is like Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. It's a big deal. I said, we're going. If we're going to go out there, we got to tour at 2 o'clock. I said, we're going we're in Washington, D.C. It's a site. It's not a beach trip, okay? You go to Washington to see things. That's where we're going. Well, Obama was the president. I can't believe you went to see I didn't go see Obama. I went to see the president. I'm not an Obama fan. I went to see the president. If you've seen the president, I've seen the president. I saw him in Arlington. Bob Dole was sitting up there. When I got through... We come back. We went and got a bite to eat. We made our little bus tour. We come back and saw the changing of the guard. Man, it's a great day. It's because I respect the office. Do you respect your kids' coach? Oh, he's in personal now. Do we respect Brett? Do we respect Biden? Do we respect you know, our boss at work, we're supposed to. Because Romans says there's no authority given unto man except what is provided by the Lord God Almighty. We are to respect. I don't have to, dis- I don't have to like everything, but I, I respect. So, so do you think the world has gotten to where if we have a difference of opinion, Athletic. Michael Acott works over where I cut grass. He's a monster Mets fan. I like to give him a little hard time. Of course, they're, they're back in second today. Half a game. You know, they, they, they got to even. You know, they went up and I said, hey, man, get a little close. You know, and he said, I, you know, I went down and just back and forth. But, you know, then, then people think, well, what's the problem with a guy when he hits bat, hits a home run, he flips the bat up there and points of people. That's a bit lack of respect. It nibbles away. You think that's all right? What are we going to do next time? We'll talk about your mama when we go around the bases. Mm-hmm. Then what's going to happen? Then we're going to be in a fight. Mm-hmm. All because you just, it's, it's just lack of respect. And that's where this, it just nibbles away here, nibbles away there. You know? We just we just need to respect each other. This is America, guys. You can have a different opinion than mine. I, my opinion's not always right. I'm not stupid. 
I know that. Uh, Fords are not the, they're not the end of all things. Chevrolet and, and GMC and Dodge, they all make really good vehicles. My preference is Ford. You know, you see people in power disrespect each other. You hear politicians talk about that idiot on the other side of the aisle. And if, if our leaders can disrespect each other, then why can't we do that? Well, you know what? As a, as a, as a former coach and teacher and principal, the kids I had the biggest trouble out of were the ones I knew when they got home sitting around the table, their mom and dad was dogging me out. He don't know what the heck he's doing. He's the sorest coach I've ever seen. Sorest principal I've ever seen. Hey, da, 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 da. I, da, 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 da. Maybe we're getting our opinions from, from somebody else instead of former. Right? Maybe we're being selfish. I want what I want, and I don't care what anybody else wants. Sports or whatever they argue. Yeah. So I think that lack of respect for our Heavenly Father is birth and coddled on these horizontal relationships and expecting our, our vertical. Not necessary. Not necessary. Listen to uh, Isaiah 57, 15. It said, but thus says, this is, this is what Jeremiah writes, the one who inhabits eternity, whose, whole, whose name is holy, is available to you and me if, if we are if we are his spiritual children. Isaiah 50, 57, 15. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. There's some conditions. You want God to, to dwell closely with you, closely with you, you need to be humble. And contrite, and to receive the spirit of, hum, of of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He's the God of eternity, and He wants to be with the humble and the contrite. Implication number two: That's a big Roman number one. The implications of the fatherhood. I will go quickly. Let me read this. If God is our Father and His place is one of majesty and power in heaven, when does that mean? What does that mean to us on a practical level as Christians? What does it mean to us as Christians that, that God is, is the Creator, that we have access to Him, and He's in a place of power for eternity, eternity past and eternity future? And that's amazing that he that he's 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 at both ends of the spectrum at the same time. That's amazing. He said there are four things, Jeremiah writes here, four things we have that have happened to us because of the new relationship we have with God as Father. <coughs> we have a new relationship. How does our relationship change with God once we are saved? We have access. I told you, if y'all wanted to, you could hold a finger in Romans 8, Romans 8, 36 through 39. As it is written, Paul says, for we are, for your sake, we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, yet, I think Brother Bob preached a sermon on yet, did he not? Wow, that was good stuff, man. That's a big word. Big word, man, alive. That was a good sermon. One of the best I've ever heard. Yet, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Paul says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other. If all that wasn't created, if we didn't get into all that, anything else you can think of, it shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because we have a Father, we have that. 
And I tell that, can you see why Romans 8 is my favorite chapter? We have a new relationship. We have a new reward. Go back to Galatians. Just flip the page. Let me get back. I took my sheet of paper out. Galatians uh, 3.29. We have a new reward. Going back to what Larry talked about a while ago. And if you are Christ, then you are Adam's seed and heirs according to the promise. Romans 8, 17. I'm just flipping back for I didn't mark one of them. I know where they're at. Let me read 8, 17. It says, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. Yeah. Our new reward is we're, we're, we got, we're, we're in the, we're in the royal family, man. Is that pretty, pretty relevant this past week? Yeah. We're, we're part of the kingdom, man. My daddy's the king. I have a father's, our father, he's the king. He answers to no one. He don't answer to Republicans. He don't answer to Democrats. He don't answer to Muslims. He don't answer to Hindus. He answers to no one. And we're kin to him. Because we were picked, we were chosen, we accepted the offer. We're his child. All that other mess is insignificant and unimportant. Don't ever forget that. I just uh, come on now. If that don't get you excited, I, I don't know. Number three, a new relationship, new reward. Number three, we have a new resource. What do you think that resource is that comes? To us, when we accept Christ as our Savior, Holy Spirit, man, what we just did ten weeks of it, we shouldn't even have to discuss that. You ought to be able to slap a smile off the face, thinking about what the Holy Spirit does to us and for us. You can go in and read Romans eight when you don't even know what you need to be praying for, man, because you're despondent, like Brian has been this week, or Jim with his wife. He's praying for you. I don't know what else to tell you, man. And number four, we need to have a new responsibility. What's implied? Tommy mentioned it a while ago, or Steve one. What's implied with our father? What's implied with it? That means there's more than just you, dog. Okay. There's more to this than just you. I tell you, we have siblings. Since we have siblings, what do we do? We take care of each other. <clears throat> I jotted this down. You tell me, I don't know if you like this punch, but I, so I got I didn't even have to buy this song. I got the song. I got it on my phone. Y'all know that song by the Hollies? He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Let me, I'm going to read the, I got it right here. I got to read the lyrics too. Because it's, listen to some of these lyrics. The road is long with many a winding turn that leads us to who knows where. Who knows where, but I am strong. Strong enough to carry him. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. So when we go, his welfare is of my concern. No burden. Is he to bear? We will get there. For I know we would not encumber me. He would not encumber me. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. If I'm laden at all, I'm laden with sadness. That everyone's heart isn't filled with gladness, of love for one another. It's a long, long road on which there is no return. While we were on the way there, why not share? And the road doesn't, and the load does not weigh me down at all. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. You know what I jotted down? If the hollies and the hippies can get it, why can't we? <laughs> if the hollies 
Long Cool Woman in a Black Dress. Y'all know that song? Uh, that good stuff, man. I like the Hollis. Yeah. <laughs> Stan, I just went blind, man. I don't know. I have a brain poop here. I don't But if the Hollies and the hippies can get it, man, why can't we? Because you know why we can't? We don't want to. It's a long road when you probably won't have fun. You know, I, I'm thinking, Derek Garvin, Derek, Derek Miner, Derek Underwood, he's Allison's first cousin, sitting back there about where Leo is. Last Sunday, he said, guys, I just appreciate it. Sent out that prayer. Didn't mention what it was. It's, it's, it's Brian the other day. Uh, Jim had sent me a text message about Brian's brother passing away. Now, I sent Brian a text message Tuesday because we were at Webster. That's what we cut on Tuesday's Webster. He says, all right, if I send it out, he said, yeah. Man, I didn't even count it. Probably 25, 20, 25 guys chime back in. I don't know. When I've sent out a prayer request, it means the world to me. It could be a two-ton weight on my shoulder. And we got two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 22, 24, 26, 28, 31 guys. 31 guys might be able to get up to time. If we all pinched them. I can't budge them. Flying like Rodney said, flying solo. We got a lot of help. In we also have the ultimate help. When I started this last week, I thought, man, I don't know how we're going to get an hour out of it. But I have been pretty good, pretty big. I'm good to me. Just thinking about our father, he's mine and yours. We're heirs. We've been we've been adopted. We got siblings, man. You're not flying solo life. Don't don't let the enemy. Woody now said a thousand times. What's the enemy one day? He wants to tell Woody, hey man, you're the only one. He wants to tell Brian, you're the only one. He wants to tell David, you're the only one. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Does anybody got anything to add or subtract? Does anybody have anything to add or subtract? Let's have a word of prayer today. God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for Joe. And thank you for having patience with Joe. God, there's so much in Joe. How he didn't sin, and then 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 how how arrogant the friends are, and how you did not turn your back on him, and then then you took care of him. God, I just it's just it's just mind blowing. So cool. And God, I thank you for these guys. Lord, I thank you for Woody allowing us to come out here, Lord, and, and being diligent to come out here. It just it speaks volumes. Speaks volumes. God, I want to pray for our service today. Be with these guys. Keep us safe, Lord. God, keep our eyes on you. Keep our eyes on you. God, I love you, and I thank you for everything you do, and I thank you for Jesus, your sweet name.